mates, welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasilo. Sitting opposite me is my co-host, Carl Chan. G'day, dickhead. We're back in the country. Welcome back, back on, dickhead. Back on home soil. The opposite the... of Bon Voyage. Mm-hmm. Great. This great sunburnt land of ours. Yeah. We... Got off the plane on Sunday morning and kissed the soil, I did. That's it. After mm-hmm. after meeting the guy with the sign that said, uh, Daslo crossed out with Allsop, T- crossed out with whoever you are. Allsop, two L's, two P's. Yep. Um, I rode that guy's limousine all the way home. Yep. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, we are back from overseas. We hope you enjoyed our little, uh, our little episodes we did with our new American pals. Got a couple of housekeeping matters to get to up the top. First of all, big announcement, uh, straight out of Dum Dum HQ. Uh, we are doing our second ever live episode. It's going to be December 4th at Soft Belly Bar in Melbourne. Uh, on a Sunday? City. On a Sunday. Yep. yep. Get on board. Uh, anyone, if you guys were at our last one that we did, you know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, who did we have? We had Will Anderson. We had Hannibal Buress. We had uh, Hannibal Buress. Uh, it's going to be great, uh, this one. More special of, guests. We've got a few and, surprises and, uh, yeah. Bigger and better. Yeah. Is that, is that what the people are saying? Well, bigger, they're saying. Mm, okay, yeah. Well, in the same sized room. But we'd, you'd hope there'd be more. What if there's less people than there were last no, time? No, there won't be. What are you talking this down for already? Jesus. That's... Odd if you There'll say be more. To me. There'll be more. Okay. Well, okay. Come down. It's going to be fun. Also, if you are in Melbourne uh, and you're on this the day it comes out, you can see us at the Harvest Festival in Werribee on Saturday, November 12th, 3.30 to 4.30 on the Campfire Stage. We're going to be doing uh, some of our little skits, some of our little comedy fun <laughs> with uh, Josh Earl and Xavier Michaelides, good friends of the show. Uh, if you've heard them on here before, you'll know that they're great. Come down and say, hey, mate, and, uh, you know, have a beer with us and watch Portishead and the Flaming Lips yeah, yeah. after if, our set. If you're, uh, if you're over sick of uh, watching Kids in the Kitchen, you can uh, come and watch us instead. What the hell is Kids in the Kitchen? Is that, isn't that what the people listen to these days? Or No. Okay. Who are Kids in the Kitchen? <laughs> is that anything? Or is yeah, that that's like an 80s band. Oh, is a it really? ridiculous 80s band. That's, yeah. re- that's, that's a bad name. Sorry. That's a terrible name well, for a band. Well, it's not my name. Really? Just relax. Oh, I'm really... Taking that person. All right, I'm going to think of a better reference. I'll have one by the end of the episode. I just got into a band uh, whose CD I got overseas called Penguin Prison. That could be the one of the all-time worst names for a band. <laughs> Isn't that shocking? That would be a bad name for a video game, let yeah. alone a band. Penguin Prison. Yeah. yeah. it's. I think he's gone for that. Like, he's gone for that video game. If that thing, came but... free, yeah, if that came free with a PC, I wouldn't play it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no guests today. It's just the two of us hanging out. Because we haven't seen each other for a little while. That's it. This is just a big dum-dum catch-up. It's, it's uh... bizarre how we went from being in each other's pockets, in my case, literally in your pocket. Yep. For a good, what was it, three weeks? Yeah, so we travelled in uh, LA, Vegas, uh, New York together, mm-hmm. and then we've had a couple of weeks off, and yeah. now this is the big reunion. Yeah, you got out while the getting was good, yeah, and that's I hung it. around New York like a bad smell for another, yeah. about a week and a half. That's it. Yeah, so how's, so, um, how's it been since you've been back? Have you, I'm still a little bit jet-lagged. I'm still not quite over it. Yeah, well... I, yeah, I've been back for two weeks and I'm still a little bit jet lagged. Uh, oh, so that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Well, I did that thing where, um, when you come back, I don't know if this is the, the thing that you do or not, but, uh. Can I just say, we sound like such wankers right now. Yeah. Well. When you come back from overseas, uh. When you fly on a plane, I don't know if you little idiots out there have ever <laughs> experienced something like this, but, uh, um, so what I know you probably did a similar thing to me, maybe not, but uh, I flew out of New York at about lunchtime, so you're up for a few hours, you fly out lunchtime, it takes six hours on the flight, I think, six mm-hmm. hours. Yep. 
you fly to LA for six hours, then you get off at LAX, and then you sit there for six hours, mm-hmm. yep. and then you get on a plane, and then you fly for 14 hours. Yep. So I did all that, and the thing was that I set up as late as But I'm as sure I... you all already knew that. Yeah, you were yeah. all accustomed to flying from the East Coast to the West Coast, and then uh, back to Australia. Yeah, 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 if you're in showbiz. <laughs> um, so... I got, I sort of timed it like I set up as long as I could. So I was really, really, really tired. And then by the time I went to sleep, I slept about eight, nine hours or whatever it was. And I basically woke up at about five in the morning, Melbourne time. And mm-hmm. we landed at nine o'clock and I, was, I sort, of thought, sort of thought, oh, I've beaten this. Yeah. I'm all good with this. See, this is the thing about long distance air travel and jet lag in general. Everyone reckons they've got their own solution. Yeah. You know, when you come back and you're tired, like some people will go, Sleep right now. Just go to sleep. Take sleeping pa- yep. tablets. Sleep for four days. Yep. Other people will go, no, no, stay up until June. Just kill yourself right now mm, yeah. and, and you won't have any jet lag. <laughs> when really there is no, there's, you're at its mercy. Do you know, there's nothing you can do about it. There is no solution. Well, I don't remember ever really being at the mercy of it, but this time I, I thought I'd beaten it. I thought this was like the perfect plan. And I even thought I was fine. I, like I got out of the plane. I got through customs. I'm like, this is perfect. I'm like, I'm going to go and do some laps of the airport or something. I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, laps. yeah, I'm fine. I've beaten this. Little I'm victory easy. Laps yeah, 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 exactly. Off the holiday. Yeah, so <laughs> I get on the I get on uh, a sky bus, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, transport of champions, mm-hmm. and uh, I get into Southern Cross Station in Melbourne, and uh, then I get onto the, the the train that I need to get on to go home, and uh, I get nearly on all the way home and go, oh, there's something that's missing. Oh, that's right, the hundreds of kilos of luggage that I. Uh, have brought with me to the from the Americas, and so I got on the. I panicked and then jumped on the train and went straight back and was looking for my luggage. And they were like, oh, "I don't know, I don't know." And then I I went to Lost and Found. They found they had it, and they go, "Yeah, you're the guy that uh, you know, the guy was sitting on the platform and he just watched you and you were sitting on your luggage and then you just got off and wandered onto a train." And they went, "Well, he could be a terrorist, but he looks way too much like a dickhead. Like that's no you're- terrorist, no self." You know, regarding terrorists would do something as stupid as that. The security footage of you doing Sitting that, on his bomb. The, sec- and then- <laughs> <laughs> the security footage of you doing that is going to be like the new treat at the Connex Christmas party. Do you know yeah, what I mean? They're yeah. all going to sit around and go, look at this guy. And there'll be a bit of boy when you stand up and all that gear. Yeah. Well, I got uh, when I went and asked for it, the, the woman was like, oh, this guy. And I went, look, <laughs> I know I'm a dickhead. And she goes, good. I'm glad you said it. It's, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I'm like, oh, that's awesome because I had a lot of luggage in there. So I get on the on the on the thing and I get back on the on the train. I'm like, wow, I really was a little bit affected. I don't feel affected, but I must have been affected. So then I got home and went, got off the train again and went, oh, I left all my duty free on the train this time. Oh, I just are did you it for again. Real? Yeah, yeah, that's what for real. What the hell is the matter with you? I'm an idiot. This is the thing I found traveling with you. You are a child. You never know where you're going. You have no idea what you're doing on a minute-by-minute basis. But it is appropriate that that happened because that... In my head, I'm a lot smarter than this. (laughs) (laughs) That that is appropriate because it's kind of a fitting way for you to end the vacation. Because listeners, if you've listened back, uh, if you've been keeping up, will know that you, when we first set off, you left your passport at home. Yeah. So it's like the perfect... Perfect kind of brackets yeah, around yeah. the holiday. I've bookended my dickheadness um, <laughs> between here and America. See, I didn't have a... I, yeah, I, I got pretty jet-lagged, but I, I did that what you did. I went from the East Coast to the West Coast to home and had all that stop over in LAX. But I did it in an even dumber way. I flew from Boston to LA, which is sort of the same distance from New York to LA. It's meant to be about four and a half hours. But for some reason, our plane stopped over in Kansas. So... 
we went down like so halfway through and then half the people got off the plane and then more people got off the plane. So I got on the plane and then we took off again. So it was just like we were on a giant bus, right. like a giant flying bus. Yep. But just doing that added three hours onto the flight. Oh. So then I get to LAX and thanks for your tip, by the way, from your Facebook account. Yep. Uh, we've talked on about In-N-Out Burger, uh, California's uh, great burger chain. There is a, a parking garage not far from Los Angeles airport that has a free shuttle bus. Yeah. Thanks to the Qantas steward that gave me the hot tip. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was, I checked in like six hours early and went, what am I going to do for six hours? And they go, (laughs) oh, you can catch a bus to a mall or something. I'm not doing that. You could leave your suitcases somewhere and then have to go back and get them and just do a few laps. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just go chase random uh, passports (laughs) around. Yeah. Um, yeah. He goes, well, here's the tip. You go down there and pretend you've got a, uh, you pretend you've parked your car at that garage a couple of kilometers away get on the free parking shuttle and uh jump on there and it it it, it drops you off outside of in and out burger mm. awesome yeah yeah see i did that too but i did, like i just followed i just knew from you from the info yeah and i got real paranoid when i was on the bus like it's like man they're gonna find me out like i because everyone else on there obviously is like going to pick up their cars at the parking garage yeah so i got on and the guy was like uh, valet or not valet? I'm like, not, not valet. Like, and I was, I was yeah. panicking. I was thinking right. like, what if I get found out? Am I going to have to, am I going to have to buy a car in order to get off this bus? Do you know what I mean? Is it going to come yeah. to that? I jumped on trying to give a look as if I didn't speak English <laughs> just to make sure no one spoke to me. I, uh, and I also got that thing. Like I, I, so I got my dinner, I got a burger there and yep. then I went for a bit of a walk, which yep. it's a terrible area to go for a walk in. Yep. Um, and then I went back and I thought, when am I going to be here again? And then got yeah, another burger I know. Yes. just to, just to give myself something to do, made myself really ill, man, it was not good. You know what I did? I hung around as long as I could and just listened to people. And mm. I sat next to these people that had, because the In-N-Out Burger is right near the airport mm. and, you know, planes are, are flying in overhead In-N-Out Burger, not very far overhead. I don't mm-hmm. know if you, you cop that a few times, yeah, jets yeah, yeah. going over or whatever, but it's, I found it, it's obviously like a hangout for plane spotters. Because they can go there Hang and on. get a bit of tucker is, and then... Pl- no, there are plane spotters. Is there such a thing? Well, I didn't know, but these guys were definitely plane <laughs> spotters because the, the, like two more different people there couldn't be, this couple that came up and one was like this weird 60-year-old man that looks like he'd, he'd been a renegade from society for the last 40 years. He had this ridiculous long ponytail and he looked like he was on the run and then he was paired with like a 25-year-old guy in a business suit. And I was like... This is some weird odd couple road movie or I don't know what it or, or some really weird sting operation or something. But what I sat down next to them and they just started talking about the makes of the planes that you could see in the distance and going, Oh, you know, that you know, uh Air West, huh, I don't rate them. Oh, why is that? Never wash their planes properly. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. Why don't they take the time to wash their planes? That is bizarre. I don't get what the what's the appeal there. But what's the appeal with any of that stuff? Like this train spotting. Well, Does what that I mean. make Same any thing. sense? Like I don't get elite like I, I don't know, like with plane spotting, all I would think is like you're fascinated by air travel, but you can't afford to ever go anywhere. So that's like well, the I, next what best I don't thing. get it is it's like it's not like bird watching where you go and go. Oh, I wonder what I'm going to see today. Oh, it's like look up the bloody arrivals and departures, and you know exactly <laughs> what you're going to get. <laughs> Are there timetable spotters? 
You know whether anytime Connex updates their timetable or they just downloading the PDF and going, ha oh, get or, a look at what they've done to the Alamein. <laughs> passenger spotters hanging out for the, the plane door to open and go, oh, some sweet Swahili dudes. Yeah, yes. see, I'd, I'd understand that more. I would get that more, you know? Yeah. Well. I, also, uh, I also got rotten pretty hardcore uh, on my flight from LA back to Melbourne because I checked in so early. The guy was like, hey, because you're here so early, if you want, you can have a window seat in the emergency exit aisle. And that's like my, that's like two of my favorite things. The right. exit row, cause you've got leg room galore and I'm a little guy, but even, even yeah, being, geez, but even, wasted that. but even being little, like the seats normally are still shit. Do you know what I mean? You can still be super short and not have enough leg room. Right. So I've got, yep. my, I love a window seat cause I can only, I can't sleep unless I have a window seat. So I can, I'm thinking, yes, I can stretch out. I can lean against something. This is going to be like perfect. Right. And then I get on and what I forgot was the window seat in the exit aisle it's got that like big bubble thing on the door that comes right out oh, right really? over the window seat. Oh. So in effect, you end up having less leg room than if you were just in a normal seat. Oh. It was the worst. It was the absolute worst. Well, this is what I, he here's a here's a little tale that uh, is going to be one of those tales that turns this episode into a from a, a clean episode into an explicit episode. <laughs> um, My finger was hovering over the uh, <laughs> over the button. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it won't be too explicit. It's more the subject matter, maybe. I'll, I'll try and tell this as cleanly as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- this is another plane-related story. We're uh, we're hot on the travel uh, issue today. Boy, this is this is the most sizzle that any story has ever had on this show. <laughs> You've chucked this one right on the Barbie and just left it there for a little while to just. And not only that, but the plane spotters are going to be, you know, really <laughs> happy about this episode. The There's dum- so many plane <laughs> stories on this thing. The dum dum spotters are going yeah. crazy right now. This story is literally marinating in its own juices. Oh, it's not that. Oh, well, it's not bad. I think, it, you know, it's something. It's something. It's worth saying it loud. Even if I end up editing the story out, I'm still going to keep the build-up in because this has been fantastic. <laughs> I was just going to cut to, oh, so what else is happening? Oh. <laughs> There's a newspaper next yeah. to me. All right, what do you got? Let's have it. Um, all right. I'm so, hungry. Look, you know, this is, we've explained what's happened. Um, uh, you know, we've been together for a few weeks over there. We're traveling in there. And then uh, I'm there by myself for, for a week or so. Um, mm-hmm. So we've been traveling for three weeks. We've been without partners for most of it. You, I mean, you, you've seen your partner for a little bit. I haven't seen my partner. We, you know, you're you're a traveling man. You're you're maybe a lonely man. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're without companionship. Uh, you know, people have needs, things like that. Uh, you know, you see where I'm going with this, right? Yes. So uh, I didn't realize we were in prime time. I didn't realize yeah. we were at 7:30 on <laughs> Channel 10. Yes. Well, I'm trying to be. You know, in case in case my you know parents listen to this. This is like when you hear them talking about sex on Friends. How they yeah, never yeah. say we had sex. It'd no, on the be... Dick Van Dyke show or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the stalk. No, mm-hmm. we're not there that quite quite yet. Um. So you know, people have needs, things like that, right? Yes. And you know, when you're in a lonely hotel room or a lonely room or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know, some people have needs, and you know, some people when they have needs, they maybe they need a bit of visual stimuli as well. So some people have that sort of thing happening. Yes. And let's just say I had my laptop on me, things mm-hmm. like that. Yep. So I think I've painted the picture without you know having to name names or anything like there's, that. There's broadband. Yeah. Where there's you there's stay. broadband involved. You got a reliable you know, internet connection. All that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when the, all of that sort of carry on goes on, um, you know, you may forget to, you know, get rid of, uh, uh, things off your screen, stuff like that. Uh huh. Um, are we talking clearing the history or are we talking leaving the tab open? I'm talking about the tabs being left <laughs> open. So anyway, <laughs> yes. cut to next day, me, uh, getting on the plane, going home. 
Um, me getting a seat in between two 45-year-old women on the plane. Uh, I've got on there and thought, gee, I, you know, I've got a six-hour flight in front of me. I'm, I'm probably... I'm probably half an hour to an hour into this, into this flight. So uh, time to do a little bit of work, maybe. Um, so I uh, uh, cracked the laptop open, opened that up, and immediately uh, confronted by that image, by a couple of images like that, and immediately gone to like toggle to get rid. Oh, and, and you know that doesn't work. That just <laughs> yeah, somehow yeah. makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like sitting there. I mean, it felt like I was toggling, trying to get rid of it for 10 minutes. So it was probably mm. only five minutes in the yeah. end. But um, <laughs> so I'm like going, oh, and I'm so embarrassed immediately. I've just I've slapped the laptop closed and then gone, oh, I'm just going to get up and go to the toilet. So I just ripped up and, and went to the toilet. Who did take your laptop with you? No, 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 no. <laughs> but as soon as I get in the toilet, I realise that what these 45-year-old yeah, women have seen me do is open up a laptop with a bit of sweet porn sticking out and then go and then jump <laughs> up immediately and go to the toilet. And they're thinking I've just been so inspired by five seconds worth of porn <laughs> and I've, I've jumped straight into a cubicle There's to give myself... Kind of- Give us a good going over. <laughs> Some kind of animal yeah. who has no control whatsoever yeah. over your urges. So then I'm in this little cubicle realising that and then going, hang on, I've got to go straight back. And then thinking, no, but that'll be bad because I'll, they'll think I've seen like five seconds worth of porn <laughs> and then ripped in the toilet for five seconds and that's all I've lasted. And then I've ripped back again. So then I'm sitting in the toilet thinking, now, what's, now I don't want to be in here too long because that would be stupid to be in there watching... Naked pictures and then jumping in the toilet for like an hour, and then they know definitely know what I'm doing. So I'm like, What is the I'm think trying to find out what the gray area is of the, coming back and them going, Well, who knows what he did? Like, so yeah, not not long enough that it was obviously a, a long wank, but yeah. not short enough that Don't it was say obviously that, a, Oh, sorry, we, we <laughs> sorry, we could have been talking about anything, up yeah, there exactly, point. yeah. Okay, and what did you settle on? What was the oh, what was the universally accepted time gap that you allowed yourself? Like about a minute ten. Is yeah, that, no one's no one's doing anything in a minute. Is, 10. That, is that that's just that's yeah. just a grey area, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, so they definitely saw it. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. I saw there was jerking moments of arms oh. on armrests and stuff like that. So Ladies and gentlemen, right. welcome aboard Qantas Flight Six One Three to Melbourne. We are beginning our takeoff on the runway. Please put your seats in their upright position. Store your tray tables and close down any red tube tabs you may have still open. <laughs> Oh, it brought my own in-flight entertainment. Oh, Oh. man. I'm a bit fascinated that, see, I mean, this is, I'm not saying, I mean, there are people that would think like this, like you. I'm not one of them. Being able to do, I know you're you're alone and, you know, you're traveling and you're without your partner and you've got needs. I would not be able to take care of myself if I was staying in someone else's house as we were. Oh, then you're a, you're a, you're a good guest. Yeah, I I've, just that's the a person thing. who I was staying in the house. I was probably going to listen to this show and not <laughs> not really appreciate that at all. That's just a gap. That's just a mental thing that I can't I can't get over in my head. You know, I just I just yeah I can't do you're it. You're a good house guest. Yeah, I am a that's good, good. house guest. That's good. You can you can now officially come over to my house then. <laughs> I won't have to worry about that. I do worry about that because people talk about. I don't want to dredge into this subject matter for too much longer, mm-hmm. but I do think about people talk about, oh yeah, I always go into the shower and, you know, do stuff like this. I'm like, okay. And then they'll stay over and I go, hang on, are you in my shower doing what? What are, you, risky. Yeah, what are you doing risky. in my shower? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've stayed on my couch before. Who knows if you were able to control yourself that <laughs> evening? Well, I was naked when I was staying on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, think I, I don't think I did anything. Oh, you don't think? <laughs> you don't even know for certain. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Uh, I'd remember. Wow. Like that, that is... 
That is pretty spectacular. No, I didn't, I didn't have anything quite that insane happen on the way back. That was good. I hope not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there was another toilet related little thing that happened to me in New York. I don't think it was quite, it wasn't quite as graphic as that, but, um, that thing in, you know, New York, in New York city, there's just no toilets. Did you notice that? Mm, no public toilets. There's yeah. no public toilets yeah. anywhere. So yeah. I had one of those days where I just had this curse where as soon as I'd leave the house, I would need desperately to go to the toilet mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And I, the rest of the day would be me going, uh, uh, you know, be coming up to lunchtime and I go, right, I want to find a sweet combo of getting a good lunch with a place that's got a toilet. Dunny, and yeah. you cannot, not every, not every food place has a toilet, which yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So I'd go in and it'd be one of those things where it'd be like one of this and one of that. Oh, I wouldn't quite work out. You go and find a good food place, no toilet. Okay. Well, I can't do that. Yeah. You find another place that's got a toilet. I'm not eating that crap. So I, I was trying to find this happy medium and it was draining me. It was just wearing me down. I finally found the sweet combo mm. where it both worked. The food looked okay. There was a toilet in there. Awesome. So I ordered the food. Oh, that'll be five to 10 minutes. No worries. I'll just go to the toilet. Went to the toilet. Toilet's not working. Oh. Men's toilet is closed and boarded up. Oh, boarded up? Yeah, boarded up. They've bought out the timber. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, this was in a, uh, there was a restaurant in a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. I'll be, I'll be clear. The, where's the toilet? Next to the mine shaft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I sort of spied off the, uh, the women's toilets and oh, went, God. and it's getting to a stage where, you know, I, nature's you know, going to have its way with me. Did anyone in the restaurant see you open up a porno before you went to the toilet? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, an X-rated Happy Meal. It was one of them. (laughs) So I was sitting there, I'm like, this is... And I was also getting mad. I was like, I've bought a $10 meal or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And basically this has been included in the meal in my head. Sure. A toilet, a restroom stop. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm just going to dart in there. So I I darted in there. Uh, I went into the cubicle, I sat down and went, oh. Then, immediately, I hear this bang, bang, bang on the door. And I'm like, no way, I'm just going <laughs> to ignore this. Bang, bang, on the door again. Now I'm going to ignore this. And then this big voice going, who's in there? Is that a man? And I went, yeah. Oh, I wish you'd have gone. No, no, no. I was thinking about it. And I, I could have pulled it off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I go, is that a man? I'm like, yeah. And the guy goes, oh, thank God. And he, then he just ran in and jumped in the cubicle next to me and just <laughs> did the most horrendous mother of all bodily functions right next to me with all the sound effects with him going, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh. I, I had to see because it is weird. I mean, that yeah, like you said, you... For a city that is known as like one of the number one tourist destinations in the world, people are leaving their houses and walking around that city all day. Yeah. And there's nowhere to go. Because, I mean, this has been discussed on the show before. I have a weak stomach. I get sick very easily. Uh, when, when my girlfriend was in New York with me, we went to the Carnegie Deli uh, in Times Square, which is sort of renowned for its massive helpings. And I got this, like, one of their specialties, which is like this huge pile of corned beef with melted Swiss cheese over it. I finished half of it and, and then stopped. And like, I stopped when I felt comfortable, you know, I could have eaten myself sick, but I didn't. 
Um, and felt happy with myself, felt good, you know, was walking around for like three hours, didn't feel full, didn't feel sick, felt just the right amount. I was I, like, I've done good here. I felt we learnt how to eat while mm, we were over yeah. there. Because at the start, we were like goldfish. Yeah. Like someone <laughs> has poured three weeks worth in the tank and we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like a Labrador that's just been left with an un, unaccounted for yeah. pile of pal. Exactly. Gone for you just it. eat it in the first yeah. day and you yeah. got nothing for the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I felt fine all day and then I'm in Central Park and all of a sudden I'm like, oh God, I know what this means. And I'm <laughs> up on the Upper West Side, which is, there's even less chance because like, you know, at least if you're in Times Square, there's like, you know, there's lots of shops and there's lots of, you know, yeah. uh, restaurants and stuff. Yeah. Up there, it's like mostly residential. So I'm walking around the streets and like, I'm just like, this is just, I'm at, I'm at, you know, Defcon 6 or whatever, you know? <laughs> and then I see this bakery, this kind of upmarket looking bakery. And I say to my girlfriend, look, I'm just going to have to go in here. We'll just get, I'll buy us, I'll just buy like a croissant and then we'll put it on the, we'll put it in the bin when we leave or whatever. Right? <laughs> I'll just get a bottle of water when we leave. So it's all f- like, it's all like properly seated. Like it's not real, it's not casual. Like there's yeah, like, it's yeah, a way yeah, to yeah. be seated. So we get seated. I just dart straight to the bathroom. There's a line as well. That was oh. the thing I found too. Anytime you find a public bathroom, there's lines because there's nowhere else to go. Right. So I line and then I, you know, I do what needs to be done. All up, this takes about 15 minutes. I go and I sit back down and Alice is at the table and she's like, They've come up to me like eight times and like really hassling me. I'm like, oh, I'll just get a bottle of water to take away and we'll go. And she's like, no, they don't have like bottled drinks. Like the cheapest thing on the menu is like a $10 croissant. And I'm like, I think that's us getting up and walking out of here. She's like, no, we're not doing that. I'm like, well, I'm doing that and you're welcome to follow me. So then just had to drag my poor girlfriend through the shame of sitting there waiting for her boyfriend to be sick in the dunnies and then confidently stride out of a bakery without ordering anything. Oh, it was no good. You can never go back to New York again. Mm, yeah, I've been barred. Um, there was a, I, I had friends there. We met up with friends at, at different stages, both of us. Um, mm-hmm. I had friends there that it made me a little bit jealous because, you know, you're in LA, we're in LA, we're in New York and, and, and you know, you sort of want a star spot, stuff like that. Now, uh-huh. I, I caught up with my some friends uh, from Melbourne and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen Mark Wahlberg, in, you know, down the street and we've seen this guy. They'd seen some big names and all yeah. of a sudden I'm like, who have I seen? I've seen no one. So I I'm saw like, no one as well. Yeah. yeah. But the only person, and you were with me, the only person I saw that is any part of a story is if you remember this. I think, yeah, I think you remember this. I think we talked about this on the show. Was oh, did we? At, was this at Vegas Air, or LA Airport? No, it wasn't at all. There? No, no, no. This is in New York. Oh. When I went into Foot Locker to buy some oh, shoes. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sitting there trying on shoes and there's a guy sitting next to me trying on shoes as well. And then the uh, the referee guy, the uh, the you know, the Foot Locker employee it's walks up. He's not a up. licensed referee. No, no, he's not an official referee. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So he comes up and uh, starts talking to the other guy and he goes, do you, you who I think you are? And the guy goes, yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, I got all your albums old school. Oh, they don't make them like that anymore. And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, man, I really love Boys to Men. <laughs> so there you go. I was getting new Nikes next to uh, uh, yeah. uh, someone from Boys to Men trying on a new pair of Asics. <laughs> so that's that's my celeb spotting. I don't I know. Just, I had the same thing where, you know, you go over and you're so, you have this idea that it's just going to be like, you feel like it's going to be like a theme park where, you know, all the characters that you want to see, all the celebrities, you're walking down the street, like yeah. posing for photos and whatever. I think it's like, you know, the more you want to see people, the less, like, so my friends, my best friend's parents went over there, uh, like two years ago, they were in LA and the dad is a massive Seinfeld nut 
And one night they're out for dinner and uh, Jason Alexander was sitting like two tables away from them. Right. So he goes over and goes, oh, you know, I'm a huge fan from Australia. Can I get a photo? Gets a photo with him. Uh, a couple of days later, they're doing like the backlot tour at Universal Studios and someone comes out and goes, hey, we're filming a movie over there. Do you guys want to be in the back of a crowd scene? So they ended up in a crowd scene of this movie and it's like, so the thing that would happen to your parents, you know? You yeah, just get, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, that parents don't want to be in a film. No, you know? no, no. They just want to get photos and of, of buildings and, you know, eat nice food. Yeah. They're not interested in meeting celebs. Like, it's so f- the sort find of thing. a toilet. Yeah, this is the sort of thing you'd fall into. Um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, that was disappointing. We didn't really, we didn't really see anyone. Yeah. That was a bummer. Um, that was a total bummer. Uh, so let, let's talk about this. I, you know, this has been talked about on the show a fair bit. Uh, I finally caught up with my girlfriend uh, in New York yes. City, saw her for the first time in, uh, three months. Uh, and, uh, it was good. It was really good. And then, uh, I ended up going down, like after she left New York, she was there for five days. So hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's not, not just like gloss over this. Okay. What, so how was the, how was the meeting? Was there some sort of, you know, running at the airport or, you know, some sort of slow motion embracing or how was uh, it? No, it was more, she doesn't have a phone over there at the moment through choice. Oh, that's right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, she did, she was flying in from wherever she was to New York. Yeah. You were picking her up in, you know, just the, the small picking little, her up. The, the little hamburg of, of, of New York, you know, there's no, <laughs> you're going to run into her eventually, surely, but she, she doesn't have a phone. You say that like it's ridiculous too, but then the day after she got there, we were walking around and we, we hear from the other side of the road, Hey man, <laughs> we look over and it's you. Yeah. That's, the that's size fair. of that place, yeah. the notion that you could, anyway. Yeah. But. Yeah, that is pretty ridiculous. She doesn't have a phone, so you're supposed to meet up with her without a phone. Man, yes. that's a nightmare. I wouldn't yes. have even, I would have dumped her yeah. right there and then. <laughs> that's too much stress. Yeah. Well, I did think, so I got there a little bit late and she wasn't there. And then I had to, in my head, start going, well, if the plane's been delayed or whatever, you got no way of finding out. So I'm mentally thinking, how long do you wait here before you check out and go, all right, that's it. I'm going home and... I'll hopefully get a message from her on Facebook, you know, explaining whatever. Yeah. And then as I'm thinking that she, she rocks up, like she's like five minutes late, right. but I'm already, that's how I am. I'm yeah, already yeah, in my yeah. head going, oh, well, this is a write off. This is, this yeah. is all gone to shit. This isn't working. Yeah. Um, I'm going home to Melbourne. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go and, uh, I'm going to look, go and look up illicit material in the <laughs> guest room where I'm staying. Um, but no, it was all good. It was great after that. It was, it was fine. We had a really nice five days. Uh, we, we ate a lot. We, we went and saw, we went and saw the Dum Dum Girls. We oh, saw our right. namesake, a right. band from, uh, I believe they're from California called the Dum Dum Girls. And uh, I've said this to you. I'm obsessed with the idea of trying to get them on this show because they're coming to Melbourne in January. Right. Even though I know they'll be, you know, they they they'll be too cool for it. They won't. How if many we people get in their on, band? There's like four of them. Oh, okay. They won't be funny. Like they won't. I just think that'd be this. The situation itself would be funny. Like it'll it's be such a good a great... title to look at on iTunes. Exactly. That's what you're I just I love the idea of doing something for the most tenuous of reasons. <laughs> So we see the so gig. Everyone remember not to download that episode when they <laughs> see that come up. Just so, admire the title. Well, I've already, I've already got it. I've already put the wheels in motion. Oh god! Because we we went to the concert. I got very, very drunk, and then we were in the bar downstairs after the gig, and the lead singer was just sort of walking around, and my girlfriend goes, "Hey, you should, you know, you were saying you wanted to ask her about doing the show. You should go and like ask her now." So I go, oh, "That's a great idea." So I run up behind her and. It's already bad to start with because she's walking away from me. 
And so I kind of effectively have to like chase her through this. You know when you have to like go up behind someone? Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. not a natural like face to face. Like yeah. so I end up having to like run up and like grab her from behind yeah. and go, hey, uh, you you dumb dumb girls and you the gig was good and I do podcast called Dum Dum Club and you're in Australia when you're in Australia, would you would you like to come on? And she was like, Yeah, send us an email, that sounds good. But like <laughs> the way she was looking at me was as if I had said, Hey, would you like to come and have a threesome with me and my girlfriend? Like yeah. it was that level of just concern and disgust we'll and never discomfort. See those people again. Yeah. I'm gonna make it happen. I'm starting the campaign. What right threesome now. or the <laughs> either or. Oh. Um yeah, so that what you had five days, five days, five days in New York. Yep, yep. yep. It was all left nicely, and yeah, it was all good. left. Well, then she left, and then uh, I was meant to be in New York for another week, and I sort of, you know, I was getting a bit sort of, you know, I, I was liking it there, but I felt like maybe I should go and see something different, you know, like I, I was like I wanted a bit of a change of scenery. I yep. wanted to recharge. I was starting to take New York for granted a bit. I wanted to get out and then yep. get back and kind of look at it with fresh eyes again. And then I just started, started thinking, I'm like, how many chances do you get to go to Disney World for free? Because that's where she's, if you're just listening now. Oh, so you ch- you, you chased your heart and mm. your five-year-old heart mm-hmm. and yep. you went to Disney World. Yep. So yeah, that's the story for those of you that are just listening. I don't know why you'd pick this episode as your first one, but uh, she's been working at Disney World for three months. That's where she'd come from to hang out in New York. I hadn't planned to go there and then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do it. I like I like rides. I like theme parks. It'd be fun to see. You know, it's an experience and I, I, look, there was a big part of me thinking at the very least, you'll get something for the podcast. Even if you go <laughs> and it's a nightmare. I'll get drunk. I'll start hitting up some up. chick. Yeah. I'll say, hey, Snow White, if you're in Australia, I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my spinoff podcast, <laughs> the Snow White show. Um, so, uh, I, you know, I went and I was really into it when I booked the tickets and, you know, I was excited and whatever. And then I got down there to Orlando Airport. And, and your a, girlfriend's having it off with Goofy. Oh. Um, there's, a, there's a Disney bus that takes you from the airport to the resort. But because it's a Disney bus, you get on and there's like a video that plays, like when you're on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like footage of all these like parents telling their kids, we're going to Disney World. And the kid's like going, yeah. And the narration's like, the memories that your family are going to have for a lifetime begin right now. And it's all this, you know, sentimental family stuff. And there's just families and kids on the bus and then me on my own. <laughs> and I suddenly just got gripped by this like cold sweat where I went, the fuck am I doing? Like I just... I freaked out. Like, I was like, I've left New York to come here. What am I, am I mental? Like, what is wrong with me? But then, you know, I saw my girlfriend again and it was actually great. Like it was, I can happily report that it, you know what, no matter what age you are, Disney World is fun. It is good. Like I, cause what's you know good? what? What do they do? Uh, and what's the, what's the difference between Disney World and Disneyland? It's, uh, it's the same thing, but Disney World's like, Disney World's like big. Disney World's like five parks right. in like this one big peninsula. Right. And then Disneyland is just like its own one little theme park in right. California. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. Like it's really, cause you know, in my head I was thinking it was going to be like, you know, movie world or dream world where everything's like a little bit shit and a bit run down, but everything in Disney world looks like it opened for a place that's been there for 40 years. Everything looks like it opened yesterday. Like right. it's really easy to buy into all the rides are really fun. Although I will say for, there are a lot of rides there that, you know, are obviously, you know, there's there's good roller coasters where you go upside down. Like there's an Aerosmith ride that's really cool. You know, that classic Disney. What? You know, Disney's Aerosmith, that classic film. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But there's a... Wasn't that that the first one? Steamboat Aerosmith with Mickey Mouse? (laughs) How's that fit into it? Steamboat Tyler. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's in in the Hollywood Studios bit. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's... the setup is like you're you're having gone, sex with you, women. <laughs> it's like you're you're in a the 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 car that you're in is set out like it's a limousine, and then you're in this big warehouse and it's all dark and it's like you're driving on the freeways in LA to get to their gig. And when you get and when you're getting to the start of the ride, the attendant comes up and goes, "If you don't mind just walking this way." Oh, yes. yes. Wow, they've really missed out on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked the ride until I realised that they dropped the ball so massively yeah. on that part God. of it. Um. So, you know, there's stuff like that. There is stuff that, and you know, there's like a, a sort of a, a Tower of Terror kind of thing where you're in an elevator shaft and you drop, and there's stuff that's, you know, adult and quite scary. But then there's stuff that is clearly pitched towards young kids that is, in its own way, horrifying. Like The Bon Jovi truly, ride? Truly. <laughs> there's a Winnie the Pooh ride, right, that we went on because, you know, whatever, the line was short and, you know, you want to give everything a crack. Yep. Why not? So it's one of those things where you're sitting in a little four-person cart. So it's me and my girlfriend and then a, a woman with her kid who would have been like maybe two or three, right? And it's one of those rides where you're going on little tracks and you know, the, like the... the don't, lo- don't you have to have like, isn't it, don't you have those like signs where it says you must be this tall? To- no, no, but that's the thing. This ride is like more specifically aimed at young oh, kids. You right, can take right. babies on it. Yeah, like it's right. all, you know, it's Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. So it's like you're going through a little storybook and there's all the little... Order, like, like so all a, lady, little- a lady had a little, a little kid with her and there was also that other lady that you're talking about with the baby. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good get. Yes. Um, <laughs> we got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. So you're going through and you know, it's one of those ones where, you know, there's all the little robots of like Winnie the Pooh, you know, on the side doing this and then you drive past and there's Tigger doing that, you know, those kind of rides. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit of that going on. And then in the story of the ride, Winnie the Pooh goes to sleep and then you go into this room where it's like you're in Winnie the Pooh's dream and it's like Winnie the Pooh has done acid. It is terrifying. <laughs> it's a dark room. There's all these like fluoro snakes that jump out at you. The cart starts shaking. There's smoke machines going off. How and this a three-year-old cop in there? I've never seen a kid go more crazy in my whole life. It was like screaming. It was like, you know, bawling its eyes out. The mum was like trying to comfort it. It was awful. It was like who in their right mind designing this ride thought that this would be fun for kids? It is crazy. You know, last year I went to, what's it called, Universal Studios. And I've never been a big ride person. Oh, I've right. never gone on, on rides. I just They just don't interest me. Mm-hmm. Not that I've been on them and gone yawn. I just don't look at them and go, yeah, that's for someone else. Yeah. So okay. we went there. My girlfriend really wanted to go there and, and look at all the tours and whatever. I'm like, okay, well, we've paid our entry. I'm going to do all the rides. So we did all the rides, which basically consisted of driving along in a straight line for a fair while and then basically someone picking up the cage we were in and throwing it around for about yeah. three minutes. Yeah. And then there, there you go. There's the end. It's like, oh, what was that one called? Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah, I saw a dinosaur at some stage uh, <laughs> just before I had to be put into a neck brace. I, I guess that's something. Yeah. I think Jeff Bull, but Goldblum like, ch- punched me in the kidneys before we walked out or the something. The cage being shaken around is to symbolize when that little kid gets electrocuted on the fence when he's trying to climb over. Right, okay. All right. well, I, give it, the... I give it its juice. Jeez, you that's are fine. no good at rides. You're yeah. not even <laughs> trying to get into the subtext of it. I didn't even, I didn't even appreciate while I was being rattled around like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I did all that, uh, whatever, you know, it's, it, it doesn't scare me. You know, you're just being hurt physically, you know, yeah. you're just rattling back and forth against metal at some stage. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's that. Um, the best bit, the most, the only scary bit, I think of those rides, you know, those rides, they're not rides. Like you go into a haunted house and it's like, 
It's not like a haunted ride where you go through and there's animatronics happening or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you walk through a house and people just jump out and scream at you like actual people. <laughs> Have you ever done those things? No. That's the best. Right. It's the only thing to do. Yeah, okay. You, you go in there and they dress up as zombies or whatever, but they go... Um, you're just walking along and there's obvious corners where you go, oh, somebody's going to jump out and just get me right now. And then someone will jump out and get you. And you go, oh, no. And then there's a long, there'll be a long passage where you walk all the way along and you're like, oh, there's no one around here, but I know someone's going to get me. And you walk up and then someone just chases you. and Yeah! And you're like, oh, I just I've wish this will been, end. I've never been, nor have I ever seen one of these rides in a theme park to the point where I'm thinking... Maybe you got lost and just ended up in a crack den. <laughs> Knowing what you're like with directions and wandering around in general, it would not surprise me if you were on the complete other side of the city to Universal Studios in a meth lab or whatever. It was just my house. I was looking for my passport and <laughs> stray cats were chasing me. It was your own uh, It was your own dignity and self-conscious jumping out at you and reminding no, what a fuckhead you but, are. But it's awesome. It's the only sort of ride to go on, I think. Because there's a human element. Yeah. You know, it's not, yeah, it's not but planned. But they are consciously told, like, you know they're consciously told, like, they can't touch you. So you know that no matter what they do, they'll chase you, they'll jump at you, they're not allowed to touch you. Mm-hmm. Be- but Because they make that very clear at the start, and then there's actually, you know, a disclaimer that they obviously have to put on there. They go, they're, they're, they're not allowed to touch you, that nothing's going to happen, don't worry. You're not going to get raped, Do it's not, right. do not punch the people, <laughs> do not punch the zombies in the face, do not deck any of the demons that come up See, to you. See, I think, and I'm obsessed with this. Like, because that's I a reckon... natural reaction. Because you're gonna, yeah, if someone course. scares you, you got there's a reflex where you like, they go boo, and you go bang. <laughs> but that must have been, that must have happened at some point. That must that's, have happened that's, so many yeah, times. That's a classic thing where you know that warning wouldn't be there if someone hadn't done that. I mean, they told us, and you're aware, but you still want to do it. Yeah, like, right. As soon as someone scares you or do something like that, the first thing you want to do is like hit it's them human, or it's whatever. It's basic human instinct. Yeah. It's human nature. Yeah. yeah. So that just happens the whole time. You're just trying to withhold punches yeah. the whole time. That's good. I yeah, I'm obsessed with that. Like, there's there's heaps of them at Disney that are not. Suitable for children at all. We went to, uh, you know how they'll have the 3D movies where you're watching a screen, you're wearing glasses, but then stuff also happens in the theatre to yep. like make it more 3D? Yeah. So we went to the Bugs Life one, and there's a bit where the bad guy from that Bugs Life movie, the big cricket or whatever he is, comes out and he's like, you humans, you've been you've been doing this stuff to bugs for too long. We're going to, you know, how, how do you like, how do you, how does it feel? And so that like on the screen, there's a can of like Mortine or whatever the equivalent is, and then smoke just drenches the cinema. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, the thing in the back of your seat comes out and jabs you in the spine <laughs> and there's the sound of bees buzzing. Kids are crying. My girlfriend's <laughs> grabbing me going, can we get up and leave? I'm like, I don't know. I can't, can't see the exit. <laughs> and then there's a thing of like maggots are coming at you and like your seat starts, like these weird things start poking you in the ass on your seat. It's oh. horrendous. It is. And it's meant for kids. Like the, the, we were the oldest people in the cinema without kids by about... 20 years. Like, it's horrendous. Jesus. It's awful. Um, it's good, though. Well, what about this? Hey, so, can I just quickly, okay. because we, we, you know, we've talked a bit uh, about our adventures with food over there. Yeah. There's another thing I saw in Disney World that it, I didn't see anywhere else. The big, the big snack of choice in all the different theme parks at Disney World, what everyone's getting around eating, turkey leg. Just, you, that's the big thing. Is that a, yes. a, an actual? Literally, like, Fred Flintstone style, just people walking around with just a big bone just chewing and fat and juice just bursting out of it every time people take a bite. It does not look appealing in any way. They're eating a real turtle leg. T- turkey. 
Tur- oh, oh, I thought you said turtle. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was wondering why you were in such disbelief about it. I was like, I understand, you know, how they've got the turtle leg. Like they're obviously not hard to catch. Yeah. But why turtle leg? Wow. Do you reckon anyone's ever eaten turtle? Well, people they, eat crocodile. They mustn't be any good because I mean, you could catch them as easy as mm. anything. Like yeah. they'd be extinct by now. Sure. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Turkey. Okay. All right. Turkey leg. Yeah. yeah so yeah. big, just. That doesn't big, blow my mind at all. Big caveman style. Right. Yuck. I mean, right. you know, we got into some pretty pretty intense shit when we were in LA with all the burger joints, but man, I draw the line. I draw the line at walking around eating off a bone in the yeah. in the humidity too. Yeah. You know, it's hot and you're already sweating and then you're- in public. You don't want to be holding a bone of any form in public. Oh, man. It was just, it really got to me. That's a bit like, base. Just, yeah. And, and like, I thought, I saw it and I'm like, if anyone does that. And then everyone you see come lunchtime, everyone's just like, I'm not going to- what am I going to do? Sit down and eat a burger and chips like an idiot? Yeah. I'm going to walk around with a bone. Like a baby. I'm going to walk around with a bit of dead animal and just yeah. gnaw on that while I'm, I'm waiting in the line I'm for the haunted mansion. I'm going to find the last cubic inch of surface that isn't covered in turkey grease and uh, make sure I cover that up. Finish yeah. the clock the job. Mm-hmm. Um, well, are we back into Melbourne yet? Are we, are we, you know, we've, I reckon we've exhausted everything. We, we, we've covered the Americas. We've covered the, the big trip. Oh, can I just say quickly, yes. I went to Boston. Yes. And I had two instances of being oddly racially profiled. See, I don't know if you found this with, um, with the uh, African-Americans over there, but I felt like obviously there's, there's tension between, you know, the whites and blacks over there. Is there? Well, you know, there's a, there's a long history. Okay. You know? I've heard of it. I've read about it. Yeah. I feel like as Australians, we kind of get like a free part. Like we almost don't count as white. Yep. You know? So like I'm in Boston. I'm walking around on my own at night and this guy comes up to me and gets right up in my face, like right up in my face. This black dude, he's like... Yo, man, nice hat. Where'd you get your hat, boy? Where'd you get your hat? I'm like, New York. He goes, that's a nice hat, boy. Where you from? Where you from, man? Where you from? And I'm like, Australia. And he goes, oh, shit, Australia. Here, let me give you my demo, man. He just gives me a copy of his demo CD and then like tries to get my phone number so he can send me more of his music. You know what I mean? Well, you know, we, you, did he was you trying to have that? a go at a cracker. Yeah. Didn't realize it was a bloody... But did you hear that theory that we were, we were, we were hanging out with uh, an Australian comedian that's uh, based overseas, Brendan Burns, mm-hmm. and he had, he had a theory that um, Australians get along very well with uh, the African-Americans in uh, the United States because of how cool Mick Dundee was <laughs> in Crocodile Dundee when he got out the whole, <laughs> this is a knife sort of right. jazz. Okay. They were like, oh, these guys, these guys are going to go right, on. They know, okay. they know what knives are. Yeah. You know, they're Get cool for the next 30 years or so. But then, So we got a ghetto pass. Uh, yeah. Thanks I mean, to Paul Hogan. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. I didn't feel like there was any kind of... It was good. But then, so uh, a couple of days after that, I went and visited my friend who lives in uh, Westboro, I think, which is like an hour out of Boston. So I'm staying with them and they've got kids and then her sister was there with their kids as well. So uh, there's a kid. Oh, one kid's called Owen. He's a boy. He's seven. And then uh, there was Caroline, who's also seven, right? And this kid Owen is just staring at me for like, because it's a weird thing. Like, I'm just there to visit my friend uh, and, you know, explaining. You're chewing on a turkey bone? Mm-hmm, explaining a visitor with an accent to a kid is, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to grasp, you know, at a real developmental age, right? So this kid Owen is just staring at me for like five minutes and I'm just eyeballing him back. I'm like, I don't care. What's up? What do you want? And then after like five minutes, he goes, where did you come from? <laughs> and I go, oh, I'm from Australia. And he goes, okay. And then Caroline, also seven, turns to him and goes, I told you he wasn't from Africa. 
<laughs> I thought my skin would have told you that, but anyway. Yeah, you look like a real African to yeah. me. Oh, they say the darndest things, don't they? <laughs> Kids. Anyway, that's it. That's it for America. Oh, that was incredible. it. It was a good experience. Like, how did you find, how did you, how did you, okay, I want to get to this. What was the worst thing about traveling with me? The worst thing? Uh, nothing in particular. It's just that thing where oh, you don't want to. Because I've got a list of about uh, 20 to. That's fair enough. Um. <laughs> No, but you just travel with anyone for like a, a long amount of time. It's, it's like, yeah. let's just do something else. Yeah, it's hard. It's yeah. like anything. It's like being in, it's like a relation, any kind of relationships, like living together. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, anytime people do anything, everyone likes to do things in their own yeah. subtly different little ways. Like we've been traveling for two weeks together and I, I just, a couple of times I'd get up and just go and wander in New York and then you'd be texting me going, hey, let's meet up for lunch. And I'm like, Why? Why are we meeting up? We've spent two weeks together. Yeah. I'm just going to go and do my own thing. Yeah. I've seen you yeah. for a fair while. I, well, know, there was a time, I know what you've been up to. There was a time when we were waiting for the subway and you just got on and I couldn't fit on and the doors just closed and you just <laughs> left. Right. You just left me there. <laughs> and then and then you had the key to the apartment we were in. I get the oh, no, train. No, no, but just remember that when the train took off, you stood there <laughs> like someone that had just been dumped in a relationship and just looked sadly at my face on the train while I'm mouthing, See you, mate. <laughs> but then I get the train back and I'm thinking, oh, he'll probably be waiting for me at this. Hang on, it's car we're talking about. <laughs> so then I get, I get off. Uh, I, I get, I get the train. Uh, I get to the apartment, and of course you've got the key. So I'm out the front of the apartment. I'm calling you, and you're not picking up your damn phone. And then I'm like out the front, and I get a text from you going, "Hi." I'm currently overseas, which is why I'm not answering my phone. Is this an inquiry about one of the comedy gigs I run in Melbourne? And I'm thinking that that is something that you would do as a joke. So I'm like, what a rotten asshole! Is this guy for real? So I'm like fuming out the front, and it's raining. I'm like, how long is he going to leave me here before he comes? And then someone happened to be going into the apartment building, so I just follow them up. And then I walk in the door, and I'm like, that is one of your worst. And you're just looking at me like, what? I'm like, are you for real? What? What do you think? Want? And that was like the, that was, that was the, I think that was the day before my girl, it was like right before my yeah, girlfriend yeah, got, it yeah. was right before yes. we split up. Yeah. That for me was the point where I was like, I'm ready to not do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like thinking that the, the whole podcast was in jeopardy. Like maybe we'd never be able to work together again yeah, after that. I was wondering, why is this person ringing me? <laughs> <laughs> you, it wasn't coming up as your number in my phone. I'm like, who's, who's yeah. this? It was God. a good, it was a good send up. Oh, well, so we're back in Melbourne anyway. We're back home guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but this is what I did on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been doing stuff while I've been in Australia. I've been doing stuff. <laughs> um, I, on the weekend, I went to uh, the uh, the Astor Theatre mm-hmm. in St Kilda. Is it St Kilda? I think it's St Kilda. Yeah, it's in St and, Kilda. And you know, it's a it's a cinema known for um, uh, playing old movies. Yep, playing uh, uh, you know, a bit of new movies, but mostly old mov- old classic movies or, or pop culturey sort of movies and stuff like that. Wasn't there? Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there a story previously on the podcast about you going there and seeing a fight or something? Seeing a Someone fight. getting kicked out for being drunk? Oh, yeah, I did too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. so you've got a long, you've got a colourful history with the Astor Theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we went there because one of my friends wanted to go there. Um, and so we went along and it was uh, the Back to the Future trilogy. And uh, I went in there to watch the third one. Mm-hmm. And we got there and... Uh, they said in the, there was an ad in the paper for it, you know, saying, oh, this is on on the weekend. Cool. Come along. Special prices. I'm like, oh, easy. You know, you go in there, it'll be even less than usual because, I mean, these movies have been on a million times. Go there. The special price 
was $30 for one movie. What? For $30 to see Back to the Future 3. What? Yes. Wow. The special price. But instead, of, instead of saying special, you should say way over the odds price. Like, it's not yeah. special. Well, it's special for how it's expensive it is. especially shit house. because of the third one, they've just, like, tripled it. No, but the rest of it, like, you could see the, all of them for, like, 80 bucks or something, but you could see one of them for 30 bucks. Even all of them for 80 is, like... Geez. Yeah, it's like... It was on a Saturday night. If you had stayed home, they were probably bought, playing the trilogy on the, Channel 10 for the nothing. Bought the Blu-rays. Bought the Blu-rays for oh, less. For way less. Like, the only worst deal, you could have gone there and they could have stung you 100 bucks to see Uncle Buck, uh, Billy Madison, and a few episodes of MASH or something. <laughs> there are people, though... Who would pay that? You yeah, know? but like those three movies are if really been, if you've been overseen out movies. In the afternoon, smoking a few cones, and then you got to seven o'clock and saw that. Tell me, tell me, you wouldn't just be like not for no eighty object. bucks. Yeah, Should no, I'm you? talking about your hypothetical. Like oh, right. And a few episodes of Mash. No, no, I wouldn't do that. That is a rip. Yeah, I wonder if anyone went. Well, that what? Is yeah, you know, it was full. Well, what's the justi? What? What's the justification? Is it some crazy new print or? Because it was a it was a charity for a charity. Oh, now, I didn't you know that. that out. No, but I wasn't going there for charity. I'm not <laughs> interested in charity. I was going there to see Back to the Future <laughs> Three. That's good. Um, so it was like for a charity, and uh, surprisingly, uh, uh, it wasn't to save the clock tower. Although, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was for something else. It was for uh, Parkinson's disease, uh-huh. which. Uh, uh, I, I presume had something to do with, I, I presume that, uh, something to do with Michael J. Fox, maybe, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, so it was, it was fine, but it was, it was good. I haven't been to one of those movies where, um, people just like basically sing along with the lyrics or, you know, whatever. Oh just, yeah. Everything that happens is like, yeah, yeah, hooray! yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like fanboy city. And Cause no one goes to those things. Seeing it, it'd be like 90% of that audience would be people that have seen it a hundred times. Yeah. Like barely anyone goes to those things seeing it for the first That's time. That's it. People were there dressed as characters. Oh, wow. They had a DeLorean out the front. People right. were dressed in all the, the memorabilia. And, people um, had actually traveled through time, especially yes. to be there. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, uh, people were making out with their mothers <laughs> in the past at the, at the, at the movie. Wow. Um, so... It was funny because I was with like a, a few friends and, and the and the guy that invited us, uh, it was his birthday. That's why we were going there. And he was, you know, it was like, oh, I'm a massive Back to the Future fan and whatever. And let's go along and, you know, watch this movie again. And we were walking out and he was talking to this guy that had a, like a Mr. Fusion t-shirt mm-hmm. on. And you mm-hmm. know what Mr. Fusion is, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it's the, 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 the little thing that makes the, the time machine work and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what that is, Mr. Fusion. I am going to cop to having not seen any of those movies. What? Yep. Are you for real? Mm-hmm. Yep. You've never seen Back to the I've Future? I've never seen them. No. Man, I have it's not seen... It's been on my list for ages. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not wrapped about it. I'm not gloating about it. You notice I try to just go along with it? I try to just, like, <laughs> pretend? I know. I uh, think I yeah. asked you about four times about Mr. Fusion. Mm-hmm. You gave me some sort of, like, weird well, nod. Well, I, like... I kept sort of saying yes, thinking that I'd just be able to gloss over it. But then the way you were asking me made me think there's going to be a test at the end of this <laughs> yeah. set. There's going to be – I'm going to get caught out eventually. Yeah. So I may as well just saddle up now. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, know. I, I shouldn't no. say it's weird because I've seen – I've not seen a lot of movies that people go, wow, really? Yeah. You've never, I've know. never seen Titanic. I've never seen – uh, most of Indiana Jones, I've Tit- never seen. Yeah, I mean, Titanic, no one talks about Titanic anymore. Right. Oh, can I just say quickly on the Indiana Jones thing, went and saw the Indiana Jones stunt show at Disney World, and, you know, those kind of things where it's like, you know, it's like a, a little Indiana Jones play happening. I don't, little, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Have you ever seen those kind of stunt show things? You haven't seen the Police Academy stunt show? 
Um, no, no, no. I understand the, 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 the concept of stunts. Yeah. So that, that's, you know, it's a big, you know, guy pretending to be Indiana Jones and yep. he jumps over stuff. There's a guy in front of me filming the entire thing on his camcorder. Uh. What are you filming the whole thing of that for? Yep. You know what I mean? Are you getting there on a Friday night and going, let's get a DVD? No, nah, don't worry about that. Let's, <laughs> let's chuck on the Indiana Jones stunt show. Yeah. I'm going to go down, down and do a bit of gaffering, a bit of best boying down at the stunt show. Mm. So anyway, there's a guy wearing his Mr. Fizzle t-shirt or whatever it was. <laughs> Well, you've taken the sting out of the story because this guy, I thought was some obsessive about, you know, Back to the Future and whatever. And he's talking to this guy with a Mr. Fusion t-shirt on and we walk away and go, oh yeah, that was cool, Mr. Fusion. He's like, what's that? He's me. What do you, what do you mean? What's that? You've seen this movie a million times. You don't know what Mr. Fusion is. Now what's that? What's the thing that makes the time machine work? You know, the thing that sticks out of the back of the, you know, when they, they, they don't need to use uh, uh, um, that radioactive material anymore. They use that little thing that says Mr. Fusion. He's like, oh, that, I thought that was just like a bar mix or something. <laughs> see, this is taking the stinger because you see, don't no, know what I'm see, talking now about. now I'm glad that I fronted up because otherwise you would have just been going, how is it that this guy didn't know? And I'd be like, yeah, what a turkey. <laughs> what a turkey leg. Um, so it just sort of seems like your life since you got back from America has just been a disaster. You're forgetting your luggage. You're uh. getting stung 30 bucks for a movie. Yeah, it's a tough life. Let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. Um, yeah, the other, let's just go to the toilet a lot before we go back. That's all. <laughs> guys, that does bring us to the end of the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. Uh, thanks very much, guys, for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our little wrap-up. We'll be back to business as usual next week. Uh, put December the 4th at Soft Belly Bar into your diaries. Come see us Melbourne? at the Harvest Festival. Melbourne, Melbourne, yeah, yeah. Come see us at the Harvest Festival doing stand-up uh, November 12th, Saturday, 3.30 to 4.30 on the campfire stage with Xavier Michaelides and Josh Earl. Uh, thanks for listening. Twitter at Dum Dum Club, uh, Facebook, we're on that. Email us, little dum dum club at gmail.com, and we'll see you next time. See you, mates.